It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Good to have you on board here on an early Friday. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. Uh, Paul Allen, the longtime voice of the Minnesota Vikings, will join us coming up in 30 minutes. I can't wait to talk to him about what was going on. He's calling the game live last week as O'Connell's out there trying to relay what the hell's going on at Joshua Dobbs. Dobbs doesn't even know his teammates' names, so and we'll find out what practice was like this week as well for the Vikings and their new starting quarterback. Let's begin here, Paulie, with the game early on Sunday morning in Germany as the Colts take on the Patriots. This number is now Colts favored by two, and the total is 43. So all the rumblings here about Belichick, that story that came out this week where Kraft could come in and say, yeah, we're done here. Adios, uh, after the Ooh. bye week, you're not going to be the head coach anymore if they don't get the win. Uh, here, Here is, like, Minshew and the boys only, they had fewer than 200 yards last week. And the reason why that number, that, that final score looked like it was impressive, well, it's because of the horrible play by Bryce Young. He had two pick sixes and another really bad INT. Overall on offense, for the season now, Play success uh, percentage on the Colts on offense. They're 27th in the league. Drive success percentage, they're 29th overall. The Patriots defense, I know they've had the injuries, but they're they're 11th in play success percentage allowed on defense and 5th overall in drive success. So can the Colts get anything going here with the running game, Minshew throwing the ball, using Pittman? The defense has still been pretty good for New England. Yeah, I think they can. I mean, again, they're they're the only team... Uh, excuse me, they scored 20 in every game. and They were 8-1 to the over with the team total. Think about that, although I see your point that the defense got them there last week with the defensive touchdowns. Um, but the, there's a couple numbers here. When Minshew's opponents score more than 20, he's 1-16 straight up. I don't know if New England can get anything going. And Mack is 1-14 ATS last 15 as a dog. These are just freaky numbers here. Scary. And I'm very intrigued now with the Belichick angle with Ben Volan from the Boston Globe. Well, what do you think about the total, could, too, here? Could this... I, I, 43? Well, yeah, I know. But the the under angle here in the international games going under, I... I now, Colts games until last week tough. were flying over, but I think this is right. more of a Patriots game than a Colts game. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just more intrigued by would, would Kraft do this if it's ugly? Well, it doesn't have to be ugly, even if they lose. Because then you'd be 2-8. 24-year run, nine Super Bowl appearances. And you would say, get out in the middle of the season. Uh-huh. You have the J.C. Jackson debacle as well. He didn't travel with the team. Belichick is 3-0 international games. But you know, when it's Brady, I guess you throw it out and dismiss it as well. So I will say Steichen's doing a hell of a job with the Colts. But there, there's so many bizarre numbers here uh, to go against Mack. And then can they get at least 20 points, which would spell doom for, uh, for Minshew. Um, and the other thing, like Minshew, 1-16 when the opponent gets more than 20. When the opponent gets 24 or more, Mac Jones is 1-15 straight up. I mean, that, so you got the magic number here with both quarterbacks. But 
even though Indy's been bad defensively, I don't think New England can take advantage and do no, anything. He, and he, right, here's the, the thing. scheme's lousy. Because of the Colts' run so far this year, and they played so many overs, that we're getting a 43 here, that means that it's juiced up, and they're only a two-point favorite because they're not very good. You're going to get a higher team total for the Patriots this week than you normally would. I can't. Are the Patriots going to go over their team total this week, which is right yeah. there, low 20s? They're going to score three it. touchdowns. Yeah. Other than the other than the Buffalo game, when, when have they looked good offensively? Yeah, unless they so. get some defensive help here, which <laughs> yeah. could happen. But yeah. uh, their offensive numbers this year. This is all EPA, so expected points added like per play and overall. They're 30th overall, 29th in pass, 25th in explosive pass, 25th in rushing, 31st in explosive rush. Maybe this is just going to be, you know what, It's we're going to rely on, this is going to be an Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson kind of game. And we'll yeah. bog down, we'll try to go on long drives, not have Mac Jones try, try to screw it up here for us. And then that's how we're going to try to win the game. Yeah, Tough scene in Germany. You go from Miami, Kansas City to this. Yeah, but then again, what were the odds that this would be a higher scoring game though uh, after the 21 to 14 game? So yeah, it's hard to, to pick a side with this one. Uh, considering the quarterback play, but but also it's, you know, maybe. I wonder if if the, if the son is maybe running things and calling the shots, and that's where it's coming from, that he he wants to take over. Kraft's doing his own thing, fading off into the woodwork and the sunset, because he was the one with the lips saying we're just not good enough when staring at the tablet. That's right. But not only did Ven Bolin say if this doesn't go well, he could be whacked. It was also, I, there's a good chance he doesn't make it through the end of the season anyways. So it appears they're ready to go here, the crafts, and let him go at it at, at the drop of a hat. You know, the, the rumblings that are, they're going to talk about this during the game on the broadcast. If it's like 17 nothing third quarter, I'm just throwing out a crazy scenario yeah. here. That's not they'll, crazy. They'll, they'll get into that. You better. And say, okay, uh, the, this game is fascinating now because no T. Higgins. Jamar Chase, a question mark. We'll find out, I think, more today with the injury report. Bengals are down to 6.5, total around 46.5. I don't have a lot of confidence. I know that uh, my group's going to want to go with the Bengals and Survivor. I, I don't know if I, I, I want to hit submit. This is tough now because it, it looked like a, a play you want, but now without Higgins and you don't know what Chase. Yeah. And uh, and certainly can Cincinnati rise to the occasion every week. Now Houston's just coming off that great game with what Stroud did, and Cincinnati's been great uh, with the takeaway, turnover, turnover differential and forcing uh, turnovers and interceptions as well. But, I mean, they're on a 4-0 ATS run, but if Burrow doesn't have some of his key weapons, I guess you just say, in Burrow we trust. But I think that would be, I think it's risky. And Survivor, and also can you know, Houston. You saw they beat Pittsburgh. What Stroud did, and and this team could be a sneaky uh, a sneak into the playoffs too. I mean, this is enormous for for Houston if they can win this game, because you get to five and four. There's plenty of winnable games coming up. You are at that point absolutely thinking playoffs if Houston can steal one. Well, here. if they win this game, you're thinking why not the division? No doubt. They already have that win well, over yeah. Jacksonville. They'll get that one more time, and more on the Jags game coming up here in a second. But they played the Niners this week, so. Their dogs in that game at home. Here's where I'd be a little bit more concerned with the Bengals as well. Now, playing better football here overall, especially in offense, but defensively on the season, they're 25th against explosive pass percentage. They're 32nd overall versus explosive rush uh, attempts. So I know that Pierce is banged up here for the Texans. Singletary did nothing last week. The Texans overall with their passing attack, they have incredible numbers overall. I know it's not just Stroud. It's like the advanced metrics too. Everything has been popping so far. Uh, at this point of the season for this team. So, I, I mean, I don't know, man. Without two, yeah. If he's going to be without two of his best weapons, dicey. Well, I think Chase will play, but uh, I'm with yeah. you. That one's tough. And, yeah, but, and without, maybe you probably don't have Pierce, Pierce's out, ruled out. Was he ruled out or it doesn't look like he'll play? I thought he was ruled out, okay. but it was yeah. looking, if he's not, he's definitely uh, looking shaky yeah. here. Yeah. The Browns at the Ravens. Baltimore took a little bit of money yesterday. They're up to six and a half now in this game. A little worried it could be a, a public side. Because the public keeps cashing tickets on the Ravens, and they look so damn impressive. Yep. And they're at home, and considering what happened in the first meeting, I know Watson didn't play, but that's that. the public, I think, is going to be all over the Ravens here in this one. But I don't want to go against them. You know, and also, they're 7-0-2 money line first quarter. They continue to get off to these hot starts. And uh, that's coaching and what Harbaugh's done. Mm-hmm. Not to mention maybe Jackson goes off running the ball. Uh, but it, what Watson am I going to get? Will he turn it over? And I, I don't take away anything from that performance beating Arizona because he didn't have to do much because you knew Toon and Arizona, they weren't going to do anything. What uh, Cleveland defense shows up, though, 
But you know, Sal Powell had the great breakdown here with these these top two teams defensively. What Baltimore has done defensively has blown me away. So this this to me is the best team in the NFL. And now I, it is over. I'm not splitting the atom here. It's over if they win their next two games. If they take out Cleveland and Cincinnati back to back, you you can cash those division tickets on the Ravens getting it done. Because then yeah. they move to four and one inside the division, and you sweep Cincinnati and you sweep Cleveland. Well, you mentioned which Cleveland defense are we going to get? Don't you trust? I mean, their overall numbers are awesome. I mean, well, I, I saw what happened in the first quarter against Seattle, uh, and there's been a couple bad moments here defensively. Yeah, but overall, in totality, the defense has been outstanding this year. I mean, they clearly have one of the best units in the entire yeah, league. They've had some down moments though, and I, certainly the, the what the Ravens' defense has done has been spectacular. And then does Watson turn it over, and does he give me the short field? But they are clicking and firing on all cylinders right now, too, what they've done. Destroyed De- uh, Detroit. Uh, ran out Seattle. The, the yards, again, staggering, 500 to 150. And Seattle couldn't move the ball in garbage time. So Baltimore's A game has been phenomenal so far. Can't go against them. And here's the game I was talking about before the break. I haven't heard – Jags are 6-2. and two. I haven't heard a single person make the case for them this week. Right. It's F- been, five in a row, straight up in ATS. It's been everything about the 49ers. That's right. Now, of course, the Niners' numbers, like advanced numbers, are all like top five throughout the entire year. Did you know Jags on defense, third best EPA per play, fourth best passing EPA per play, fourth against uh, play success percentage, eighth in points per game allowed. They're also eighth best in explosive uh, rush percentage. The 49ers' defense here, now I know they had the bye, and you want to talk about a team that had to have a bye. It was them, losers of three straight the last two weeks, which would be the Vikings and the Bengals before the bye, they ha- I'm looking at their numbers right now. They are 30th, 31st, or 32nd in a lot of defensive numbers over that two-week span. They got eviscerated by Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, and look at what Joey Ballgame did two weeks ago. Yep. He went well, to the new stadium there, well, now 10 years old, and just said, you're not stopping us, and they didn't. Well, now you, this is Chase Young now. You acquire Chase Young. We'll see if he helps, because like Lombardi said, you have to... Just have the dominant pass rush because you've had issues covering people. So we'll see if he makes an impact. And now, because Shanahan wanted it, Wilkes is coming down on the field from the booth. Much like they did in Pittsburgh with Canada coming down. Uh, Wilkes is doing that and well with the uh, D.C. with San Francisco. We'll see if that helps. I'm going to call but, my shot here. Brock Purdy struggles mightily in this game. Oh, Jaguars win it outright. Okay, I like the Niners. But you know what? what Purdy, just don't turn it over. You're going to win. I think he Don't will turn it game. over. I think he does. With, with both teams with extended rest, going back to 2018, 68% underrun. Total's 45. Jacksonville's got a good defense. That's and you're getting the offensive totally line. Underrated. You're getting the offensive line healthy for the second time too. Everybody thinks it's all like, well, when, when is this offense going to show up? Where's it's the defense? The defense has carried them this year. They've been awesome. Uh, more NFL up next. How about this? A team. Is 15 and 5 straight up and 14 5 and 1 ATS in their pre bye week games since 2003. Find out which team next. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to 
do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome aboard Total Wine. I'm going later today picking up some gifts, spirits, beer, and more. Lowest prices for over 30 years. Find what you love. Love what you find. Please drink responsibly. Got to be 21. We love you, Total Wine. All right, more NFL here. The team I was talking about before the break, it's the New Orleans Saints. Now, they've had, this is a new coach, and it was this was Sean Payton and Drew Brees, obviously, for a lot of it. But they are... 15-5 and five straight up and 14-5-1 and one ATS in their pre-bye week game since 2003. Steve Mackinnon does a great job with pre-bye week numbers that you can read all about at vcin.com. He updates it every single week for you. And also, the thought is here, Paulie, that the Saints are a better road team than they are at home. 32-15 and 15 ATS, that's 68% road neutral since 2018. Yep, hope Paul Allen isn't listening, who's coming up, voice of the Vikings. But I like the Saints, the domination what they've done on the road, and now let's see, you're not playing Atlanta now, too. I mean, this is, I'm not a great, a huge Dennis Allen fan, but I think this is a game where Dobbs could struggle against a top 10 defense. I do, too. I do like his rushing yards over, though. I mean, what Paul Charchian said, the guy's number two in the league to Lamar Jackson. So what screams, hey, I don't know what's going on, even though I'm a, I'm a 4 0, you know, rocket scientist that when in doubt the play breaks down, I'm going to take off and run. He does that anyways. So now between I was just signed and don't know the offense yet and have a grasp of what's going on, when in doubt, I'll take off and run. So Dobbs rushing yards over. Yep. But again, I think they turn it over. The Vikings continue to turn it over. And, and Dobbs came in in a tough situation, had the safety, then the interception, although Heineke and the, and the Falcons were sloppy with the ball, and that's what got them beat too. They're up eight. They fumble when they're driving. Then uh, Heineke throws an interception, led to Minnesota points. Great story. Can't believe it. Awesome. O'Connell in the mix, coach of the year. Huge game here, playoff implications. But I think the Saints get it done, win and cover, and they're going to win this division. So here's it's Derek Carr as a favorite, which has not gone That's, so well in his career. Oh, yeah. He's 16-35-1 ATS. The average line was four. Here he is now on the road with those great road numbers for this team and organization. Now, again, going back a good 20 years. Lane the three points. I do think Josh Dobbs is going to struggle throwing the football here, but I also do think it's going to be a tough game for. Oh, I think every week's going to be tough for Derek Carr because the guy is terrible at football. But I also also do like this, tells you all you need to know about him. And this is going to be a continuation of what we saw last week and what we've seen now for a couple of weeks. Once they get near or inside the 20 yard line, he gets yanked. And they go to a Taysom Hill. And I love it. And you pay him $35 million a year, and the guy can't be on the field when you get to the red zone. Yep. That's a no total question. embarrassment. A lot of people love to look at this when they handicap, and that's fine with me. When you compare the turnover differential in this game, it's alarming. New Orleans is plus eight, if you look at that, because mm-hmm. Minnesota's been sloppy with the ball. So uh, that's one thing. In Minnesota, first quarter, 8-0-1 to the under this year. Wow. And again, Flores has done a hell of a job turning that defense around. Packers at the Steelers, Pittsburgh, they are the same as Derek Carr. How about this? 
They are 15 and 26 ATS as a favorite since 2018. But here comes the uh, vaunted Green Bay Packers. And this is something that you need to pay attention to today. As uh, they just traded Rasul Douglas from the secondary to the Bills before the deadline. And now Jair Alexander, who when he plays is one of the best corners in football, he might miss the game. So in theory, the loss of those two players, if Alexander can't play, dare I say this is going to open it up for Kenny Pickett in the passing game? I just... I. Are the pack? I bet their team total under 17 and a half. How yep. does Jordan love? And that, by, by the way, here's the biggest maybe mismatch of the entire week. It's Mike Tomlin versus Matt LaFleur. I love the Steelers here. It's a, I can't believe the spread. The one reason I won't use them in Survivor, though, is because of the Steelers' offense and four of the five wins they've trailed in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only will Green Bay struggle to move the ball, how about the, the turnovers? Pittsburgh's third in takeaways. And again, if you want to handicap a game that way, it's a huge is the turnover differential if you want Pittsburgh. Canada comes down on the sideline again for the second game, try to help out with the offense. The uh, squeaky wheel gets the grease. Now it's Pickens. Now, Tomlin said it's a pebble in my shoe right. about him complaining. But they just find a way to get it done. But as I said earlier, I'm with you with the coaching advantage here. And, and what are you doing in the first half? Steelers for the game, Steelers first half as well. Again, Green Bay first half points, 7-3-0-3-3-0. What are you doing, LaFleur? It's an abomination. First half team total against 7.5. Yep. Ugly. I, I can't uh, see how they move the ball. And it's love, late in the second quarter, he had 27 yards passing against the Rams. Yep. The Rams. So, and what, they haven't won in Pittsburgh since 72 or something? There is no explosiveness to this offense whatsoever. No, and he can't make a play. No, he can't. When he, he, can't throws the the ball, when he throws the ball down the field, I'm so confident that it's not going to be completed that I wish while the ball was in the air we could bet on it. <laughs> yeah. Right, because it's either going to yeah. be, def- it's gonna yeah. be off by five yards or it's going to be deflected, no problem, or probably picked off. How does this go over? Who's scoring 40 combined in I, this game unless you get turnovers? Steelers, 43 games in a row. Under 400 yards. No explosiveness. Other, I mean, you can take a shot deep to Pickens. But other yeah, than well, that, that's, I would love to go 39 uh, under as well here. The, I could see the Steelers' defense like, coming up with two or three turnovers. Oh, look at this. There's a pick six. Or, hey, there's the ball inside the 20-yard line again from a silly fumble or a bad Jordan Love pass. I can't believe they're only three. I can't believe it. I'm, I'm considering Pittsburgh and uh, Survivor because I have to. I have to with it this late in the season and the teams that are available. Uh, Lions at the Chargers now. Detroit's up to three on the road. It's been nothing but Lions money here this week. Yeah. Well, they travel well. Their their fans have done a great job uh, supporting them, and they're sick and tired of being sick and tired, trying to win the division for the first time since 93. And what, what will Goff do to this team that's dead last against the pass? Just contain Mack and Bosa, give them time to throw, and I think he has a field day. And the other thing, you are right, you called this early. Hutchinson, very good Detroit defense. And you take away Allen, who am I throwing to? Johnson's a huge bust. Williams out for the year. Disappointed with Kellen Moore. I'm repeating myself, but again, uh, other than moving the ball against the Bears, Herbert's had a rough go of it as well. So no home field advantage. Probably more Lions fans there. Yeah, I, I he Goff should tear them up, and there's a reason he's six to one to lead in passing yards. Sunday. For sure, and and here's a reason why. And I was super high in Amon Ross St. Brown before the season. Anyway, I bet him for uh, Offensive Player of the Year, which at this point he's not going to win it, but he's having a great year regardless. Wide receiver num- buckle up. Wide receiver number ones against the Chargers this year, Week One. Tyreek Hill, eleven for two fifteen and two touchdowns on fifteen targets. Justin Jefferson, Week Three. Seven for 149 on a touchdown on 13 targets. Devontae Adams had eight catches on 13 targets for 75 yards. C.D. Lamb, seven catches for a buck 17 on seven targets. Uh, Travis Kelsey, the number one option for the Chiefs. 12 catches on 13 targets for 179 yards and one touchdown. Komet, 10 catches on on 10 targets for 79 yards. Last week, Garrett Wilson, seven for 80 on 13 targets. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is the one receiver who had a bad week. So if you remove DeAndre Hopkins from the list, the other players I just talked about, on average, 8.8 catches, 127.7 yards on 12 targets. Amon Ross St. Brown is a target monster, 11.1 per week, second mm-hmm. best in the NFL. His, it's a high number, but his receiving yards prop is 85 and a half. 
Goff loves to throw him the football. And when you watch Lions games, it seems like St. Brown is open by five yards on every single pass play. Yep. So yep. I think that combination this week is going to go off against the Chargers. Ben Johnson against Staley? Come on. That's I love that That's, angle. Yeah, there you go. Yep. And the final game here in this segment, the Falcons at the Cardinals. Now, there is an angle again here, and uh, Steve Mackin tracks again all this at vcin.com. Teams that get shut out in a game have been solid bounce-back teams in the next regular season game. 33-21-2 ATS at 61% since 2012. Yeah, but they weren't tanking, though. So there's going to be the rust factor, Grand Theft Auto angle uh, with Murray. And I, I love this angle now that it's Heineke's job if he plays well. It's right there for him. You get London back. I like Atlanta here. I already bet it. And uh, big opportunity here for the Falcons. Season's on the line. Yeah. You lose this game, that's it. You're not going to the playoffs. I don't care how easy the schedule is. You're behind the eight ball already. You gave away some games already. You can't lose the Dobbs at home. It's embarrassing. And, and Art Smith, he's going to be gone too. You got to win this game. Um, and, and but the one, the one thing that concerns first half, two and sixteen ATS run for the Falcons. Well, again, coaching. What are you doing? There's also this. I I pointed out the Derek Carr numbers as a favorite. Atlanta since 2014 as a favorite, 29 and 51 ATS. They've been favored six times this year because of a weak schedule. They've covered one game. They're one in five ATS as a favorite so far. Yep. So they play in all these close score. I mean, I bet them two on the money line. I, I just, it's, this is more of an anti Cardinals, and I'm not trusting Kyler Murray in his first game back than it is pro Atlanta to win the game outright. Uh, yeah, concur. This is it. You got to get it done. There's so much on the line here. See, Arch Smith, season, playoffs, can't lose this again. Bad team. Uh, and, and Heineck, he's, he can have the job the rest of the year with a good performance. It's all I, right there. I've bet against Arizona four straight weeks in Survivor. I don't think I can do it this oh. week because I can't, I can't live with myself going down with uh, Arthur Smith. We'll talk to the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Paul Allen, up next. What was the team like this week after that incredible win in Atlanta? And what was practice like in the first full week for new quarterback Joshua Dobbs? Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. Unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Pro picks, betting splits, betting guides, hippo videos, bear videos. Sign up now. Everything we do through May 1st, $120. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Go get it. NFL here, specifically the Minnesota Vikings, as the longtime legendary voice of the Vikings. Yes. Paul Allen joins the program. Uh, I bend the knee, PA. How are you today? <laughs> Mitch and Pauly and Josh Dobbs. Holy cow. What's going on with my boys? Okay, I can't get enough of this story. It was uh, incredible to watch. And then the videos that were coming out after the game. What was it like last week in the booth calling that once Jaron Hall goes down and then you're, you're trying to put it all together. Like, what's going on on the sideline? He's taking snaps. They're trying to figure out the cadence. Then KOC is, like, relaying. They're, like, seemingly ad-libbing the entire second half. What was that like? Uh, well, it's the, um, it's the newest version of you – know, I've just never seen anything like it, man. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not best ever or worst ever kind of guy or, like, you know, 100% or zero. I'm just – that's just not my existence. Um, so, therefore, when I say – that of all the games I've called over 20 some odd years, like I've never seen anything like that. That's the third time during the Kevin O'Connell run that, that over the last year that I've said that, I mean, we had a game at Buffalo last year that I had never seen where we're down 33 zero to the Colts at halftime, <laughs> comeback, biggest uh, comeback history uh -huh. of the NFL. Nobody had ever seen that. And then now, you know, we got, we got the backup Jaron Hall, fifth rounder from BYU, had a really good week of practice, marches down the field, finds the second, the third tight end, Johnny Munt, who doesn't catch many passes on a nice sneaky 18 yard gain. And I'm like, damn, man, it's on right now. And, and now all of a sudden he's out. So the backup to the backup comes in and I didn't have much information on my game calling depth chart for Josh Dobbs because I didn't think there was any way he was going to play. So it's for the first time in the history of, of my game calling career. I'm on like profootballreference.com and Wikipedia between plays <laughs> as Versus talks to figure out, hey, 
this, this cat's from Alfreda, Georgia. That's um, that's only like 30 minutes from here. Third and six, Addison <laughs> left, Al right. It was like that. It was like piecing it together as we go. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, and they, they, when they when he got in the game, they just tell him whatever you do, don't get hurt. Because then we're really screwed if something happens to you. So now he, right. look, well, O'Connell does an unbelievable job. They get the win, and now the way Flores has the defense cooking, you're thinking playoffs, and Jefferson's coming back. Well, and I was kind of thinking playoffs before that, you know, simply because the, and it's not like we've been great this year, man. I mean, all those fumbles and yep. and um, and you know, we we, I mean, it's a loser's lament, you know, and and specifically in the seven oh two, it's the last thing you want to hear is. If the ball had just fallen here or the puck hadn't hit that crossbar, I would have hit this 19-team par- uh, parlay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, this is kind of a loser's lament. But, you know, we, we had Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, L.A. Chargers. We had them all beat, and, and we should have beaten them all. So then we go to dropping the ball, and it messes the games up. So now now we're behind the metaphorical eight ball. So they, they come charging without J.J., but the NFC – become so muddled and there are so many middling records there i kind of always felt we'd be in decent shape to make the playoffs but now with this situation i mean that this this isn't anything anybody ever thought would happen a quarterback who can pass but also can run because mm-hmm. with cousins the run piece is just not going to take place so now if, if you time or over the course of the rest of the season you know, I'm certainly not saying Josh Dobbs is Jalen Hurts. A- absolutely not. And I love Jalen. But they're in the same fishbowl. They're just under different rocks mm-hmm. in that passing quarterback who legitimately can have 275-pound men holding on to his leg, uh, which Paulie's, uh, you know, quite uh, familiar with uh, certain <laughs> Tuesday nights at the Spearman Rhino. But nevertheless, and, and find a way to shake tackles like that with sheer strength. Yeah. All right. So now you got the the overused rocket scientist line. Like, hey, what do you think I am? A rocket scientist? Well, actually, he is. <laughs> so he's super smart, and and he's a scholar of the game. So now we get to all right. We could probably do without the eleven fumbles, including three in the uh, Falcons game. He's fumbled eleven times. Yeah. Yeah. And and he can be a little inaccurate. So just just tighten that thing up. Put that quarterback on the run with Jefferson, Addison, and Hawkinson. I'm not kidding you. We might have tripped onto something really, really good here, boys. No doubt. We bend the knee. Your grace. Paul Allen, our guest voice of the Vikings, follow the money. Visa and the Esports Betting Network. So, your thoughts on the Saints game here? And even if you happen to stub your toe, it's not the end of the world with Denver and the Bears coming up. And then you come out here, we'll buy you a steak when you take on the Raiders. There's a lot of wins coming up. But what do you think now against a good New Orleans defense, what this will look well, like? Yeah, this, Paulie, this one, I mean, this is a key one because with Brian Flores and this 3-4 hybrid thing with floaters that he runs, I don't even know what he runs. You know, when I watch it back, it's like, okay, the adversary, this has to be a 75, 80%. They think the Vikings are blitzing play. And, and then he's got seven strewn across the line. And then he rushes two. And, like, the quarterback is freaking out, is, is beater dancing, he throws it away. So Flores has done an unbelievable job with this defense. This mm-hmm. defense, you keep this in your back pocket for the rest of the years because rest of the year because you guys are able to spot up. I'm not able to spot up because I don't want to go Calvin Ridley on my career. <laughs> so keep this in mind. Yeah. When Flores and this defense have run into middling or bad quarterbacks, they haven't just beaten them, they've killed them. Now, the, the final score hasn't necessarily been indicative uh, of killing somebody, but like Heineke, Bryce Young, Jordan Love, um, uh, the, uh, the cat in Washington, can't remember his name. Oh, but yeah. They, they, uh, yeah, yeah, well, we didn't play him this year. Oh. That was last year. But nevertheless, the, uh, the middling-ish quarterbacks, the, they've just had no chance, uh, and I'm not overstating that. They've had no chance against this defense in key parts of the game. Now, Carr's not a middling quarterback. He's a good to very good at times quarterback. So if you can get by this one and this good quarterback, and then you go Russell, and then you go Fields or Bajan, and then you go whomever, Aiden or whatever in, uh, in Las Vegas. I mean, if uh-huh. this team wins this weekend, it's going to win eight in a row. So we've won four in a row. I wow. think it's going to be eight in a row because I think they're going to squeak one out this weekend. I, oh, well, there wow. you go. And I think they're going to be a playoff team at the end of the season as well. Uh, right. Ju- Justin Jefferson was talking, and I get it, right? Like he doesn't want to come back until he's 100%. 
PA, what do you think is a fair timetable on his return? Uh, well, you're going to have to lay out um, the reasoning for the question. In other words, if, it, if it's J.J. returns New Orleans plus 240, J.J. returns Denver plus 160, J.J. returns Bears minus 140, okay, now, it's going to be somewhere between the, uh, the Denver and the Bears wager. There you go. Now you're speaking our language. That's great. Paul, you referenced this earlier. And again, like you said, like we can we can get down here. You, you know, you you're a broadcaster on an NFL team, so we get it. But we absolutely feel, based on what's gone on the entire year, the injury to Jefferson, the injury to Kirk Cousins, what took place last week. Again, ad libbing on the sideline yeah. during the game to come back, and you know, whatever, answer this however you like. We think Kevin O'Connell should absolutely be one of the favorites, if not the favorite, to win Coach of the Year at this point. Your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it, you you could have you could have now now, and we let's just be straight on all this rigmarole. I mean, <clears throat> when it comes to walking in a casino with Polly Howard or Mitch Moss and playing one of Polly's favorite wagers, a five hundred dollar four team teaser, no, I can't do that. I don't want to go Calvin Ridley on my career, but I'll tell uh, I'll tell the hell out of you privately or publicly. All you got to do is let me know. So when it comes to um, what was the question again? Oh, Kevin <laughs> O'Connell. Yeah, you could have gotten. You could have gotten twenty-five to thirty to one on yeah. him last year yep. yeah. to win Coach of the Year, and it was it was just stupid that Dayball won it. I, I mean, agree, seriously. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe who won it last year, specifically given that like we had beaten them two weeks after the uh, or before the announcement came out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, see, see, uh, so O'Connell, what would he be odds wise now? Uh, Still he, a twenty. 20. He, he's I think twelve, fifteen, maybe a little bit higher than that. Some spots. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, Uncle Brett Musburger would have had that number for me. Quick twitch. So with Kevin, the thing is, is that when you do something middle of the season like the Vikings did with Dobbs and everybody, so you you got to get to the low hanging fruit here because that's just society twenty twenty three prisoner of the moment, low hanging fruit. Uh, it lost your quarterback still found a way to win games, lost your receiver, still found a way to win games, had to put in a running quarterback and call the plays actually for him in his helmet during the game. Okay, I remember that, low-hanging fruit. Uh, so all of that stuff's going to play into mm-hmm. um, him. He's going to win coach of the year. If, if we win eight games in a row, like I think we might, he's going to win coach of the year. You're going to spot up at like 20 to 1 and just uh, just be popping tags out there 702 way. Yeah, 30 seconds. Did you ever hear back from Taylor Swift's people? No, no. My boss, at, uh, one of my bosses at K-Fan knows her, um, and, and he rules the roost in uh, country music with the iHeart family. What? So, I mean, if, like, that dice throw came up, uh, box, came up um, uh, boxcars, then, then it wasn't going to happen. And uh, regarding this weekend, uh, you know, hopefully you enjoy the game that I think is going to be of the underwhelming yes. variety. Hello. Yeah. All right. Well said. Here you go. See you uh, in December. Your time is precious, sir. Thank you. Dracarit! <laughs> College marquee games in that world coming up next. <laughs> Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do not forget DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet $5 and pocket 200 in bonus bets instantly. All customers get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Download the app, promo code FOLLOW. Follow that money. Follow when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. Incredible props every week in the NFL. The crown is yours. We are loving life with Paul Allen. O'Connell, 15-1 to 1, Coach of the Year at DraftKings. I'm looking right now. Yeah, his odds have dropped like a rock. This is on uh, Monday. Grabbed him at 33 to 1 to win coach of the year. And so he's down as low as 10 to 1. I saw during the break 15 to 1 at DraftKings. He has, should he really be this low right now still? No. Even if he didn't grab 33 to 1, I think 12 or 15 to 1 is still worth a bet. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't know. I I can't get, well, we disagree because I think they lose Sunday, but they are cooking. He's right. I mean, Paul thinks it could be eight in a row here. And then to me, it shut it down. I mean, if that happens, well, it's though, a, it's a three he's exactly point, right. It's a three-point spread, though. Well, I mean, oh, they yeah, can right. win this game. Oh, sure I mean, they could. Sure they could. I mean, but if you get to this and win, it get to six and four with a win, and he's right what's coming up, Denver, Chicago, out here, off the bye. A little tricky there. You closed with Detroit a couple times. Uh, what that'll look like, but, but still. And what a job Flores has done here. So... We talked about it Wednesday, I think. 22 to 1 was global. Globally, that was 22 to 1. And then 15 to 1 at DraftKings Coach of the Year. All right, I just bet it again. Added more 12 to 1 right now. I think they're going to be a playoff team. I regret not taking them last week at plus 255 to make the playoffs. Mm. But here's the thing, though, too. Well, uh, um, let me say this. And I know it, it, Philly still has the, the gaudy record, but San Francisco struggles. I would like their chances more this year to do it win a playoff game as opposed to so last year. So they're, and they won 13 games. But you know they were fugazi because the defense sucked. Aren't they better this year than last year, despite the record? Yeah. I mean, you, you realize that if Kirk Cousins did not get hurt, yeah. he was live to win the MVP. Don't scoff. Look at his yeah. numbers. Yeah. He was right there at the very top for all of them. They just had some really bad turnover luck. Horrible turnover luck. Right. And that, yeah, that's what I talked about earlier, though, with the uh, New Orleans, what, plus... Uh, 13, whatever they are, the turnover differential Boy. and the Vikings cough it up and yeah. Life is good as a Minnesota what? sports fan. Your home state. No. Good thing you never tapped out in any of the teams. No, yeah. Vikings, T Wolves. Love them. Yeah. Always confident. Always think they're going to be great. Yeah. This is your year. Saints take them down. How is uh, St. Cloud hockey this year? Do you know? You've been tracking. Oh, well, they're, it? All, they're always in the mix. They no. would usually blow it uh, in the first round of the, uh, the tournament, but. Uh, I, I, I'm sure they're in the mix. Ooh, okay, let, let's uh, one more minute here on Coach of the Year. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to say hello to the guys, too, when they come out. I'll represent St. Cloud State, baby. Uh, I was an intern on the Paul Allen show in college. How about that? Everything um, comes full circle here. I'll put the no on that happening at minus $3. I'll be there. Okay, so Dan Campbell clearly can uh, win this award. Yeah. Okay. You're writing off. You're drawing a line through Mike McDaniel. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Can't beat a good team. If they end up winning that division, winning 12 games... Which a couple of big ifs there. Big ifs. Uh, he can be in the mix. Okay. D'Amico Ryan's live. Yeah, this, this is this is blocking O'Connell. If they win Sunday, I think they make the playoffs. 
And then how bad was that team, not only defensively, but they would win three games every year. Yep. And if with a rookie quarterback, if he takes them to the playoffs, yep. love PA, but that's hard to overcome. Well, That's a blocker with Ryans. If they can upset the Bengals this week and Stroud looks really good, uh-huh. I mean, I'm sorry, right, well, this whole conversation, Ryans is going to shoot up the board. What if the Ravens win 14 games? He just won coach of the year. Um, oh, but, not, but, but they're not afraid to give it to the same coach yeah. multiple times. Same thing I, with the Eagles. I, I, Sirianni should have won it last that's, year. I'll look at that and say because of what happened last year, I don't think they'll give it to Harbaugh because of that. Okay. Um, that was a really that was a really bad game for the Jets this past week. Yep. And then uh, I still have, you can't cut on Doug Peterson. No, I would Huge agree. Game Sunday. Now Bill Barnwell said that in his midseason column this last week on ESPN.com, he had Tomlin as the coach of the year, which is you, outrageous and offensive. Yeah, you scoffed at that. That's well, there you go. What if they're what if they're a playoff team and they win nine games, and the way that they're winning games? I'm talking about just to be in the mix, not to win it, just to like well, be there at the end. Why does Tomlin get credit though for oh the other team will screw up and hand us the game mm-hmm. again? Four of the five wins they trailed in the fourth quarter. Oh, by the way, Canada should be gone. I honestly it's like just... I look at the offense and I say not only has it gotten worse. That's my question. Not they haven't like really shown no them any signs. Yeah, there's zero improvement here. So why would you give a coach coach of the year when that's a pretty big part of football? Hello. And the offense can't can't progress at all? Like, what? No, that's – I'm sorry. When you have O'Connell going through something like he's going through and all the injuries factored in, and what happened again – I can't get over the videos last week when he's like they're, – they're, they're showing it with uh, Dobbs taking the snaps – from the offensive lineman, he's like, hey, my name's Josh, good to meet you. Well, and then you find out that he's talk- He's like running in the play like Charchin told us yesterday. That was so good. ZY banana split, X over two. And then Josh is like, okay, I'm calling the play, now what? That means the tight end's going to be open 10 yards down the field, they'll left throw to him. Okay. Like, that's massive. Uh-huh. That should account for something. Art Smith lost to that. That's incredible coaching. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No doubt. That has got to factor in. And Arizona said, eh, get out of here. Got rid of the guy. I know. And you can sign him and, and go to the oh, fascinating game Sunday. So we have All more day. NFL coming up. 30 straight minutes of NFL uh, starting in 10 minutes with our good friend Adam Shirtoff. College games this week. Have you done anything yet with the Michigan-Penn State game? A lot of people making the case for Penn State, obviously. Can't do it. I, I bet Michigan, but now the, the, how about this Harbaugh mess? I mean, this is this is nuts. And more on this with Pat Forty coming up. I mean, if they announce he's out for three games, it's a huge deal. And you can't get the injunction. The Big Ten eating their own. And apparently the new commissioner, uh, Petit, thinks this is the biggest crime of, you know, the crime of the century, what Michigan did in the Stallions kid. So this is, this, it changes things, but I, I'm anti-Franklin. No one's more anti-Franklin than me, especially in a big game. And I cashed with Ohio State in the under in that first meeting. I can't get there with the offense. How bad they looked and the quarterback play against Ohio State. So Michigan might be the best team. But then again, I, you haven't played anybody the whole year. You beat Rutgers and UNLV. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have Harbaugh, which I know, it, okay, listen, he was out already and suspended. You're not playing East Carolina. You're going to Happy Valley. Yep. You catch a break. It's an early game. Um, but th- this, I got to see what happens, how it plays out. But I'm already in. I'm already in on Michigan, and I do like the under. And, and this is, and apparently, it's Penn State if they all beat each other up. Okay. To, to go to the Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, I've seen that as well. And you can find ten to one. Uh, DraftKings to win the Big Ten. Now, one of the games I wanted to bet last week, as soon as the numbers came out, it was the USC-Washington over. It opened 78.5, came down right away to 76. I was surprised by that, so I bet over 76 in that game. I'm not rushing out to bet USC and Oregon over this week. The reason why is because, well, the Huskies' defense is not good, and the Ducks' defense, I think, has it. I mean, they are good. They've had a couple of games this year where they've allowed a lot of yards and some points, like the Washington game again, but how many teams are going to slow down Penix in that offense? But I will bring up the Colorado game. Buffalo's had 199 yards of offense, 13 first downs, and they were playing in garbage time for more than a half. They could not score more than six points. The Buffs scored 45 at TCU, 36 against Nebraska, 43 against Colorado State before that game, and 41 the week after against USC. They scored six against Oregon. Again, this is the most balanced team maybe in the country, certainly in the Pac-12. Stanford also, like I get it, Stanford's not very good. Stafford had 20 against Arizona, 46 against Colorado, 33 against Washington. They scored six against Oregon. Utah had 241 yards and scored six points. Cal's another team 
They scored 49 against USC. Right. Uh, they scored 40 against Oregon State and 32 against Washington. They had 19 in a blowout against Oregon. That's right. Uh, well, defensive touchdown. Yeah. That's another one. Get any, any edge you can find, use it. If I'm landing, I take the McElroy comments and put them right up. Hey, you've done nothing. You beat an overrated average Utah team. And you got, so would I. Just file that sucker away and use that ammo and use it. And so get I, it done. And I, they're favored to win the conference, even though they have a loss. It's right there for them. And I, I want to see what Pat Forty says coming up, if it's 12-1 Oregon against 12-1 Texas. But this, this league has got to get somebody in, and it's right there, and everyone expects Oregon to run the table. And I don't know what I'm going to get out of USC, though, from a defensive. I can't imagine they get stops, even though no. you finally get rid of Grinch, which is uh, too little too late. I also think that if Oregon is up by 30 points, you know, whatever, or a big lead late. I think they're going to run, take the air out of the ball. I think I just maybe 75 and a half is not a, a yeah. play for me on the under. It's at least I'm staying away from the over. Right. I'm not betting the over okay. this week. And I like Georgia. Uh, again, I'm, I'm eating the chalk here, but again, I'm hot. But I just, I, the timing with this Kiffin thing, uh, you know, there's racial implications there. Lane, he's not an employee, he's a student athlete, okay? So the kid's suing for $40 million, but the timing with that audio being released on the heels of the biggest game, and I just, I, just, I can't trust it. He's done a hell of a job turning his career around and, and how he's an offensive-minded coach and, and guru, but I just think they're going to struggle moving the ball, and Georgia will uh, do enough offensively and get the win and cover. I also think 58's a high number. Yes, I, I'm with you. Because you saw what happened against Alabama. They scored 10 points against Alabama. There you go, yes. And they have uh, crapped the bet a lot against good defenses no with, with him as the head coach. No question. Adam Chernoff on the program next. 30 straight minutes of astute NFL analysis and his best bets coming up on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 